Hello and welcome to episode 366 of the Rollo and Slappy Show. Today is July 17th, 2023. I am Rollo McFlugel and with me is my co-host Slappy Jones. Uh, joining us on this episode is uh, my hiccup. <laughs> hiccup. Yeah. Which started which, a few minutes um, ago. And started in a haste. What's that? I don't know what Rallo has going on today or where he was, but got a message, hopped on, said, let's get started. So here we are. We still don't know what we're talking about. Now, um, there's an explanation for at least some of this. Um, I don't really have an explanation for the hiccups. And it, <coughs> man, and it is just the most wimpiest sounding thing in the world i'm not liking this at all no but uh the re, the re- <coughs> sorry a lot of the reason i want to just kind of plow through an episode is uh well on friday night normal night had a little bit of a sore th- sore throat oh, goodness didn't really think anything of it but Saturday, woke up in the morning and just felt like, felt like trash. A fever, nasty headache, sore throat, really, really achy, the whole nine yards. I just laid around, just trying to rest, rest up and everything. Started to feel a little better as the towards the end of the night. Woke up Sunday. Certainly felt better. The fever was broken. And uh, but still just didn't really feel good. So I just took it easy, easy that day. And, uh, you know, kind of fell asleep at the end of the night on the couch, went upstairs, took a shower, went to bed. And then was wide awake. I think I got maybe a half half hour of sleep last night. All right. So. I made it through today. Well, I kind of made it through today. Did you Uh, go to work today? Yeah. What do you do for a living? I don't know that we know that. Uh, actually, I work an a, a engineer, reliability engineer in the petrochemical oh. industry. Oh, how about it? And you were yeah. at you? Okay, good. Good. So you were at work? Good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you know, I I woke up in the morning. I didn't wake up in the morning. I got up in the morning. I was just like, this is just, this is not great. Um. Um, okay, so I had to cut out a thing because Slappy tried to dox me. I did dox you, and you're yeah. gonna forget to cut it out. So I probably am. And I then I went on. If I did, then I went on to dox myself further. So yeah. So send your send your hate mail to him because <laughs> you now have his address. Yeah. Well, the good thing is that our our download numbers are just dropping through the floor so yeah <laughs> at this rate only my mom might listen to it yeah. but i still have and now she'll have your address too yes yes um I, st- <laughs> I still have the hiccups and um but no speaking of me working in the petrochemical industry um yeah i, I got up this morning and and was just, oh, this is, is going to kind of be a rough day. Overall, you know, still like a sore throat. 
maybe felt a little washed out, but like the the worst part of how I felt was just from not sleeping all last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I told some coworkers, and they're kind of like, "Oh, you know, you can go." And Grum is biting the microphone cable, and he's now been banished from the desk. I'm just not having. I'm riding the struggle bus with everything today, and Grum's not helping. Uh, you know, some people were kind of like, oh, well, you know, you can. Uh... Man, I just found first communion gifts. Actually, I'll see the two people this week, so. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm a wreck. Everything's a wreck. That was from months ago. Um. <laughs> I'm just firing off in all directions right now. But, you know, some people are like, oh, man, well, you can maybe you can go home. Like, no, nah, no, nah, I'll be OK. I'll feel fine. So we have a uh, every week at 1230 on Mondays. We have safety meetings, you know, across the plant. We have one for our department. Same same spot, same time, obviously, every week. And so I go. It's time for the meeting. I go sit down. And uh, no one else is showing up. It was kind of weird. And we have it in kind of like the library, library slash like lunchroom, break room where there's refrigerators and everything and a, and a conference mm-hmm. table. My manager walks in, goes in the refrigerator, just kind of like gives me a weird look. And he Lee grabs, grabs his lunch and leaves. And I go, dude, safety. And he goes, it's 1130. I'm like, ah. So I showed up an hour, or you know, at 11:30 for a 12:30 meeting that I've can never be to. too safe. Yeah, that I've gone to since I've worked there. So he's he's like, maybe you shouldn't come in today. I'm like, yeah, yeah, very funny. And later, you know, there's this project I'm working on. We made a big stink about it because we, we're asking asking to spend a lot of money on something that wasn't budgeted for. But we really need it. And so I got a quote back from one of the vendors and sent it out to the to everyone who was kind of involved in, the, in these meetings and everything. And um, said, hey, this is uh, I, I had these two components split up because there might be issues with pricing and lead time. And so uh, I said, hey, the, you know, this this component, it, it's pretty good lead time. It's, you know, what however many weeks and it's for. You know, about two hundred thousand dollars. It's just great. And uh, sent it out. I get a phone call from from someone. He goes, "Hey, uh, hey, Rollo. I'm looking at the quote, and uh, did you get the the numbers backwards?" And I did. I read the one thing and just completely. So I had. I said, "All right, yep, messed that up." So I replied all, said, "Oops." Read the numbers backwards. It's actually, you know, four hundred fifty thousand, not the, not the not the two hundred that I said, but you know, not a big deal. It wasn't like wasn't like that that all was set in stone or yeah, we're ready to it's you not, know, not your deal or something. And it was around where I'd said before where I thought the price was going to be. So it was what well, was wasn't a big deal. But at that point, I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna stay at work, but I'm not gonna do any more work <laughs> because. I don't trust myself anymore today. 
So I just I just kind of putzed along for the rest of the day. Just kind of did some safe, yeah, some safe stuff. And like I don't have it. <laughs> I really don't have it today. And fortunately, mistakes I made, at least that I know of, were not uh, we'll were not big out. ones. They were of no consequence. But uh, so that's where we're at for me, at least. Went on, a, went on a tuna trip last week. Nice. That was fun. Did you catch any tuna? We did not, unfortunately. Uh, went out there. Oh, so I have some stories from this, too. Mm. But um, we went about, I guess it was about 60 miles out into the Atlantic. And... Um, it's about about a two hour two hour boat ride to get yeah, out all the way. Tour. Yep, and it's pretty neat. I've never been on a tuna trip before. I've been out to to like the wrecks outside of Cape May, which is I think I think about forty miles. Um, so I've gotten out there, and the boat left at four a.m. This was kind of neat, riding out in pitch black and seeing the sunrise and everything. When you're going out, you saw one or two other boats out there. And then when you finally at the spot and you're trolling because you troll for tuna. And there were just tons and tons of boats all weaving around each other and everything. Uh, so it's kind of neat that, you, you you know, you think you're out in the middle of the ocean and you're all alone, but there's just boats everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but we were trolling around for a while. We're not, we're not getting anything. And uh, so I guess it was around noon. The mate comes down and says, hey, do you guys want to go go try for tilefish? So we're like, yeah, let's go do that. So rode the boat out to some other spot of nowhere and then uh, got some different rods out. So I don't know, Slap, have you ever been like deep sea fishing or anything? Nope. Okay. Well, on a normal like party boat and you're out, you know, a couple miles out in the ocean – you know, maybe at most you're using like six ounces of weight. Well, they put two pound sinkers on these rods. Nice. That's a that it's that's a lot of weight. Sure. And so so the uh, the mate takes one rod, he starts dropping it down, he and he hands it over to me, says, Hey, you know, let it drop and, and when it um you know, when it hits the bottom then you're then you're set. I said, Okay. Some letting it drop, letting it drop, letting it drop, letting it drop. It dropped forever. And I'm standing there, and they said like, "All right, you can't like you can't like pump pump the rod on these because you'll like rip the uh, rip the hooks out of their mouth. So you just got to reel." All right. So I start getting the pull. I'm like, oh, I think I got one. And I start reeling, and I'm reeling, and I'm reeling, and I'm reeling, and I'm reeling. Pull up a pull up a tile fish, throw it in the cooler. There you go. What's that? So there you go. Oh yeah, it was it was nice, it was nice, decent sized fish. I think we were getting them between like maybe like eight pounds and fifteen pounds. All right. So there's some nice size. Yeah. And uh, you know we're all we were only two rods we had had in the water, and there were six of us, so we were kind of sharing the rods and um taking fish and everything. And eventually I'm just like. I asked the mate, like, how deep is this water we're in? 
And he and he's like, well, and he, and he shouts up to the captain up on top. He says, oh, what's the depth here? And it's like, ah, three, four hundred feet. Nice. <laughs> like, oh, well, that that makes sense why I was, you know, reeling forever. Yeah. And if, even if he didn't have a fish on the line and they're just like, you know, a 10, 10 pound fish just swimming straight down is, you know, adding a lot of force to what you're doing. But um, with two pounds of uh, of weight on two and how even just reeling in the you know the the tackle without a fish on that was that was work yeah a little bit of work sure now what yeah. are those weights are they like lead what are, what do they make them things out of yeah i think these were lead i mean yeah. typically uh most nice fish weights are, are lead yeah especially yeah because i mean especially when you're like casting or something you don't want to have a big a bowling uh, ball on the end of it right yeah you don't want to have a lot of drag um but yeah, we ended up with like I think eleven tilefish. Sweet. Brought them in, cleaned them up. I I ate it Thursday and Friday night. Uh, first time I had tilefish, it was delicious. Good. So it was a good trip. What Didn't kind? Of, what is it similar to? Is it like um, fish? Is it a tuna? Is it what? What do we got? No, so it it looks it I I think like raw. It looks like grouper. Oh, I love grouper. Yeah, grouper's good. Um, it when you cooked it, it had like pretty big flakes almost like cod sure but it didn't taste like cod it was um maybe a little more together like i don't want to call it chewy but i had a like pretty monkfish sweet, not like monkfish um it's funny you should say monkfish because people were calling people call tile fish like oh it's like a it tastes kind of like lobster yeah, monkfish is called poor man's lobster, and I think monkfish yep. tastes like pretty, like fairly close to lobster and has a similar the consistency. The consistency is? The consistency is not like that for tilefish. Okay. It's very good, though. Yeah, uh, it well, sounds sweet. good. I like monkfish, and I like lobster. Yeah, had a sweet flavor. Um, so maybe a little bit like maybe like a little sweet sweeter than grouper. Um, I forget grouper have big flakes. It had flakes, but it doesn't. No, the, the the grouper I've eaten, and it's been a little while since I've had grouper, but it wasn't like cod where you like stick your fork in and it falls apart. Yeah, that that's kind of what it was like. It was it was like cod, but cod is. Yeah, I think cod's depends on how you cook it. I think cod's just kind of like okay, typically. Um, I like cod, but yeah, I agree. It's nothing. Uh, it's like a nice, like I I'll eat cod. It's just a decent salad fish, but it's nothing. nothing yeah, special. if you put if you had me choose between like cod and flounder, I mean. Yeah, it's not no 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 question. Yeah. But uh, that was a good trip. But but the kind of the funniest stories was so since I said earlier the boat left at four a.m. And uh, so it was down on the we the, the boat went out of Ocean City, Maryland. So it's about a two and a half hour trip from from where I live. And so I'm like, oh, I don't want to drive. I don't want to wake up at midnight and drive two and a half hours down. And so did I you get, get a room on. down there. What's that? Did you get a room down there. Yeah, I did. So and I was like, ah, oh. I was like maybe two weeks before the trip. I was like, oh, I got to book a room. It's Ocean City in the middle of July. I'm going to get 
I'm going to get torn up trying to get a room. But I actually found a room for pretty cheap, and it was, I think, less than a mile from the from the place the boat went out of. So I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. So um, get down there. Actually, before, before – so we went down there, met, met with, with uh, one of the guys I was going with. We had dinner. And we were like, oh, you want to check out the boat, go to the marina? So yeah, let's do that. So on the way from the restaurant to the marina – uh, I was coming off this little side street trying to make a right turn onto the main road. And I had a red light, but there's no signs for no turn on red. So I, you know, I it's inched up. Red. Yeah. So I inched up so I could see the oncoming traffic. And uh, I guess I was right in the middle of the pedestrian crosswalk. And this like middle aged woman on a bike like rolls up and just stops right in front of my car and is just standing there. And I'm looking at traffic, looking at the, looking at the red Get light. Out flex. I, just, I, I don't know what she wanted me to, but I finally like look at her and she kind of like does that little head shake and like points to the ground where the crosswalk is. And like, she is right in my window <laughs> So like it's not it's like, you know, right in the middle of my in my windows where she's where she stopped at. And I'm just like, okay. So I just ignored her and just kept looking at traffic, kept looking at the light. It was the longest red light of my life. I must have been there for like two minutes of this woman just like staring me down and uh, eventually found a a hole in the traffic and took my turn and went but i guess she wa- i guess she was trying to pick a fight like i i can't tell you how many times that any of us have been walking down the street or something and there's a car in the crosswalk or something stopped at a light or something you just walk around it usually behind it so it doesn't go and run you over you don't just like stand there and stare the driver down well maybe if you want to fight the driver you do it's just weird though that like that's the mindset of people now like a lot of people nowadays it's for for as much as people like don't want to interact with anyone and like just keep their heads down they're walking down the street and everything like this woman i guess wanted me to fight do something put on a show i didn't see a camera wasn't like she was or maybe she was ready to record, but looked like she had both hands on the handlebars. It wasn't like, the, you know, it was imminent Keep that she was going to start. Wheel, right? Yeah. But it's just it's weird. Like if I would if this was not that I was that aggressive, but like 10 years ago, I was a lot more aggressive than I. Than I am today. Um. Not that I would have gotten out and done anything, but I probably would have like given her a look or like said something to her, which is what she wanted. And, you know, that, you know, <laughs> that wouldn't have done anything, but caused cost us both to get mad and it wouldn't have been good. Um, but like, what if it was like a lunatic? What if I was a lunatic or something and got out? <laughs> Like, had an altercation with her. 
Like, I'm not a big guy. Yeah, I was like, going to say, you probably would have got beat up. Yeah. But, like, a 40 or 50-year-old woman, like, I could kill her with my bare hands. As, just like, as an average dude. Like, this, like, you have, she, a woman has no shot. Like, why in the world would you put yourself in that situation where all you got to do is just go two seconds out of your way instead of spending the two minutes that it took to just, like, sit there in the middle of the road staring at me, trying to get me to react and freak out or do whatever. It's just weird. I don't get it. It's just – I don't know – Ah, it's weird. I don't like it. Like I wouldn't do that. Like if if the tables were turned and there was like, I would I would not. If there was a if being me, and if there was a guy who's like six foot four and two hundred twenty pounds is like in my way, whether he's totally in the wrong or not, I'm probably not going to make a big deal about it. I'm just going to kind of like do my thing and and move along like I, i'm not trying to physically engage someone that could pile drive me that i would have no shot against I, it's ugh. but then i was thinking about it more and it's like i don't know about maryland law you know who's government rules and everything but like as far as the rules of the road go or the law of the road, I don't know what it is in Maryland exactly, but I know in Pennsylvania, a bicyclist is a vehicle. So, like, she should not have been in the crosswalk. That, that, that's as a as a bicyclist. I don't know that she should have been there anyway. So it's like you want to make a big stink about all those rules and everything like. Yeah, maybe actually know what the rules and the law is. And then the other thing, and more important, is that she's standing in the middle of the road. If a car is coming on the road I'm trying to make a right turn onto, this main road, and makes a a right turn onto our road, it's a good chance she's getting obliterated by that car because they're not expecting a bike to be sitting in the middle of the road like that. I just had to complain about that because it's such a bizarre and weird thing. And it bothers me that, like, there are people out there that are just this miserable that they're out there just, like, trying to pick fights with random people. Like, you're down the shore. You should be happy. No, see, this is why I haven't said anything because it'll just be a miserable rant on people. Um but it's just – I don't know. It's, uh, our culture is just so selfish. Yeah, and I'm not even a guy who's – I'm not like one of those anti-bike people. I, I don't have like I a special – I, I There are certainly plenty of them that deserve – You know, like If you're going to be a jerk on a bike, you deserve to get run over. I don't care if people ride their bikes. My kids ride their bikes. Go right. ahead, ride your bike. Be like a child. I don't care. Um, but if you're going to pretend – you're a car and you're going to pound on someone's hood because they're not going as slow as you want them to. That guy should take a right hand turn and knock you off your little bicycle. 
Yes. No, obviously those jerks like that. But but I feel like a lot of people just carry that over to everyone. Like I've seen people driving and they just see a, a cyclist and they're this guy's such a jerk. And he's just kind of pedaling his thing, doing his thing kind of often on on the side as much on the side of the road as he can. So, yeah, for people that are jerks, but otherwise, just like, yeah, I don't. I, so what I'm saying is like when I'm driving, and I see a, a, a guy on a bike. I don't feel like my blood pressure go up. Just well, here's the seeing. other thing. Oh, my blood pressure doesn't rise at all. I would uh, run one over and not think about it. Um, but when I cross the street, whether it's walking or bike, like I um, kind of expect the cars to not being paying attention because, you know, a bunch of idiots well, it's just there. A- a and bicycle is just tough to see because you're you're looking for cars. Sure. Well, that's what I mean. You're walking into the street. Like, look at the right. car. I don't know. And so I've almost gotten hit by cars in my life. I don't yep. stare down the driver. I go, my bad. I was in the street. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. I know you didn't mean to run over a pedestrian. I actually hit a pedestrian on my bike. Nice. I was riding uh, the uh, what's it called? What's the uh, uh, the Schuylkill River Trail near uh, Belmont Drive in Philly? Sure, like Kelly Drive. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelly, and, and what's the other side? Uh, uh, MLK Drive. It's over there, um, and Belmont's like over there too. But Kelly and yeah. uh, I don't know, whatever. But I'm that. on the east side, on the Kelly Drive side. Sure. And there's a trail. Lincoln High? Lincoln? What the hell is it called? Like, go ahead. And there's a trail uh, for biking and running and doing everything. And there's this woman jogging in front of me. And she stops. Is standing, like, in the grass, off the, the path. I'm you riding. swerved and hit her? She looks at me and then walks out right in front of me. And I kind of, and I was going to pretty good clip and I clipped her. I like, I really didn't stop because I was going. You have a little bell on your bike? Like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. And she kind of looked a little bit like surprised. Like what in the world? And, uh, there's another guy rode up from behind me and he goes, I saw the whole thing. There was nothing you could have (laughs) done. Yeah. So I think what happened was she just probably was in still in the zone of running and kind of like looked over and yeah, it's not either just didn't notice me because she wasn't looking for a bicycle or she didn't understand, you know, my speed. But, you know, and that's the thing with, with like with road bikes, they they're designed to go, not stop. So I was on the brakes on both brakes and still, you know. Still didn't slow down that much. So I get it. Um, and I, I've i been... So, okay. If you're out there and you want to know... If you're a driver and you want to know how to do nice to cyclists on the road... Not that I'm a big... I'm not a big uh, cyclist. But I've done done some riding back in the day. If you're on a road... And there's not enough room for you to pass the bike without crossing into the other lane or something. 
um, while you think you're doing doing the cyclist a favor, when you're behind him at about to pass, do not honk your horn. <laughs> because honk your horn is to be like, hey, I'm here. Like I, it's it's happened to me a few times where I'm just kind of like riding in the groove. I don't feel or hear the car behind me and you hear beep beep and and the car drives around you and like when you hear the beep and you're not expecting it it's it's like i've almost fallen off the bike like every single time <laughs> and i think they're just trying to be like being nice and be like hey i'm here just want to let you know i'm here so i i appreciate that but it's it's just not <laughs> just make your move go around me Leave it, leave sufficient space where, you know, I'm not going to like roll into you or something, but appreciate the, uh, appreciate the thought behind the beep, but really don't need it. So that's my PSA for cyclists. So that's only, uh, one of the stories. So after that whole ordeal, get back to the hotel and I wanted to go to bed early. So I had to get up early. But uh, I had to take a dump. So before I take my shower, I sit down on the toilet. And right when I get on, I notice that there's like almost nothing left on the toilet paper roll. And I think, all right, that's not the biggest deal in the world. I'll just grab the other roll that's in here. So I'm going, I'm looking around like there is no other roll in here. Okay. So I, I was fortunate in that um, we'll say it was a, a fairly clean go. So I really only needed a couple couple swipes. And I was taking a shower anyway, so it wasn't a big deal. No. But I finished, I took the shower. I'm like, yeah, let me just go downstairs and to the front desk and get another roll of toilet paper just in case something happens. I got to go again. I get on the front desk. And, and mind you, earlier when I checked in, and I signed the paper. I gave it back. The uh, the girl's like, oh, you have a very beautiful signature. I'm like, okay. So, not something I've, I don't think I've ever gotten a compliment on. Not something I've ever expected to get a compliment on. But um, we we take what we can get at this point. So, I go down to the girl and said, hey, um, can I get a roll of toilet paper? And she pops up. And kind of like runs to the back, kind of mumbling to herself, comes back out and uh, says, oh, yeah, I remember she said we didn't have any, uh, didn't have any more. And I'm like, what? And I'm thinking like, would you stay the nights in? No. No, it was like. It, it was a like a. Not a branded hotel, but. It wasn't like junky. Um, You're fooling me. And I'm kind of thinking like, all right, well, maybe she, you know, she'll remember I had such a nice signature and uh, and she's just kind of like, yeah. So we didn't have any left. Sorry. You're like, yeah, but I have a signature. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know what to say. I was just kind of, okay. <laughs> just turned around and went back to up to my room. It should have been like, 
All right. Well, in that case, can I get a couple extra towels? Yeah. But it's like, ho- holy smokes. Like. This and we've talked about this before with like the COVID stuff with people giving up. That, like, I can't imagine. Like, I am very low maintenance with all this kind of stuff, and I didn't get mad. Or I'm not telling the story because it's I got mad about it. I thought it was fun. Like, I immediately thought it was funny, and couldn't wait to like tell people about it because it was funny. Um. So I'm pretty low maintenance, but at the same time, that's pretty pathetic. Did you run out of toilet paper? How, one, you're a hotel and you run out of toilet paper. And then two, you apparently know about it and then don't do anything about it. Like if 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 my maid service came back and said, hey, we don't have any toilet paper to give, give out. I or someone would immediately run out to the store. There's 18 billion of, of them on this strip. And go buy. Like a couple dozen rolls of toilet paper. Just to have there is when people come down and say, oh, I'm really sorry. But here you go. Or would have been like, all right, well, let's let me go to an empty room and grab that toilet paper. Something. Especially if your guest had a nice signature. Especially, especially not just a nice signature, a beautiful signature. So I don't know. What is this? What is the world coming to? No toilet paper and people, old middle-aged women trying to pick fights with me on their bikes. That me not catching any tuna. It's a rough weekend. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. Those didn't, those didn't soil soil we trip too much. So. Uh, Phillies are three and one off the All Star break. Yeah, nice weekend. Some comeback wins. Nice weekend against the Padres. Yeah. Um. So sorry, I. Uh. What we want to do is two weeks ago, we, we had the listener share his thoughts on our Shane oh, Hazel right. episode. And uh, we want to finish that up. And I said, oh, let's do this, do a real quick episode. And just my. Everything, we're already 37 minutes in. And we haven't done anything of substance other than we talk about. Yet. Okay. Where did we leave off last time? I don't know, but uh, I apologize to our guy because I'm just reading your DM that you sent me after the last episode, like two weeks ago. So, um, good feedback. Maybe when we're done the episode, I'll read this to you. Um, I'm uh, just reading in this. Rallo, we we met briefly at Chili Four, and if memory serves me correctly, you said that with my mustache, I kind of look like Slappy. If that's incorrect, then disregard all that. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's incorrect. <laughs> Slappy does not have a mustache. No, I don't, but I could. Yeah. So if that if that docks you somehow, that reminds me, I gotta undocks. 
myself. 350, 330, 350, yeah. something like that. But uh, looks like he. I don't want to read his message. Um, but sounds like he was he was kind of happy with what we were saying. So that's good. Well, just wait till he gets the end. Yeah. Give him feedback too soon. This is where we rip him. Yeah. So I think maybe on the last two or three. Did, so I think we were on six, but I don't remember. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So we were talking. Yeah, because we were talking. We're he, was, he was talking about non-denominated. Maybe that's where I got cut off when I was talking. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but he he was he was saying uh, the guy might. Um, uh, da, da, da. Let me go back to it. Yeah, we definitely didn't cover this yet because I I know what we would say about this. Well, number five, Shane said something about not getting into the church. You know, I missed the point. Is doing worship. Yeah, we kind I I kind of remember talking about that, but um, I, that might have been when I got cut off. But we were kind of saying, like, yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, is that where we were talking about Catholic school? Maybe. I don't know. Are we on number six? You want to start with six and yeah, just go with it? Yeah, let's just go to number six. All right. I'll read number six. He also said something like, we assume he went through RCIA to become Catholic. I'm, admitt- I'm admittedly more ignorant of Catholicism than I would like to be, so I had to look up RCIA. But that immediately stood out to me as a red flag because I could tell it was some practice that's not found in the Bible. I'm sure it's a good program to educate people on what it means to be a believer and all that in, and all that entails. I know it's not required, but the emphasis places on such things just seems widely unnecessary at best. It seems like an odd form of gatekeeping that Catholics do to make sure everyone goes through these extra steps. That, to me, takes away from the personal nature of a relationship with God that makes it far too legalistic. So it's funny. Um, you kind of calls. So RCIA, for those that don't know, is the Rite of Christian, Initia- Christian Initiation for Adults. So um, in order to you to be fully received into the Catholic Church, obviously the first step is baptism. And we do that um, as babies. Typically, when you're when you're kind of born into the faith and then you have your uh, reconciliation, which is traditionally done. What, like second grade? Yeah, Uh, not long after that, first communion. And then I think you probably had the same age. But in sixth grade, we uh, received confirmation. Um, And that kind of like fully brings you in. Yeah. Um, to the Catholic Church. Now, that's not like set in stone. There are certain rites in the Catholic Church that like give communion to babies. Um, I think the like the Eastern rite does that. I think a lot of some of them do it like all in one shot, like you baptize, communion, confirmation all at once. Um, There's arguments for that, and I know there's a lot of Roman right Catholics who say that hey we wait too long for that kind of stuff. So the ages is kind of like yeah, it's different. Um it, it's not like set in stone of when when these sacraments have to be received um necessarily. But you want to kind of like get them early in your life and um 
But when you're an adult and you want to convert to Catholicism, it's a little bit different than when you're like born into a Catholic family who's going, you know, who does all the Catholic stuff because it's just part of your life. Like you're growing up in it. And hopefully your family's doing a good job to bring you up as a cat. I mean, Slappy, maybe you should talk about this because you're doing it right now. You've got 18,000 kids and you're raising them Catholic. So, like, do you see what I was getting at? Why, like, you know, we put adults through RCA, this RCIA yeah. program to. Well, I, I don't like RCIA. I, um. I don't know that I'm a huge RCIA fan. I get why they do it, um, but I don't think it's required. I'm almost positive it's not required, but most archdioceses do it. Um, it's kind of like weird to me that you have to go through a program that all starts at the same time and, you know, you want to finish that Easter But I get it. And I do think that if you're going to become Catholic, you should know what the faith is. If you're going to say you believe this, you should know what it is. Right. Um, but anyway, that's just side conversation that really – doesn't matter for uh this episode i guess but yeah i mean there's a lot there's uh the faith is is you know it goes back to christ two thousand years there's a lot there and it's uh, i think it's important to know um trying not to take this down the rails but uh off the rails into a another kind of discussion but um but yeah i mean the parents are the primary educator so you know you're, you the father's the bishop of the home and it's your job to raise the kids in the faith. I mean, that's what you promise to do um, when you get married and when when you baptize your kids. And uh, so, yeah, we go, you know, we go through the catechism and we we go through all our uh, we we read we read the Bible together and I try to try to teach them the faith. Uh, and so, I guess if you grow up without that, you're not gonna have that. Um, so it, it's kind of like um, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna be Catholic, you should know what it is before you just show up and say I'm Catholic, because then then it becomes relativist. It's like whatever you want to believe, you believe, and that's cool, you know. Um, but it's not it's not based in truth that way. You have to kind of learn about it. Yeah, being Catholic, being a member of really any religion, hopefully. Uh, is you believe specific things because like we were saying it's this is about discovering truth um and i agree with what you said i mean if you're a kid growing up in a catholic household you know you're not only learning at home going to mass on sundays but you're either attending catholic school or you're going to ccd if you're not attending a catholic school and and being like formally educated in the faith so if you don't have that background of catholic formation then you you just don't have that background so um you know if you're just accepting you know making people full-fledged catholics just on i want to just call it a whim because not everyone it's 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 important you know if you're going to be catholic it's important to be able to understand what the beliefs are and to be able to defend them somewhat and you know if you're not doing anything to equip people with the ability to understand what it is to be a Catholic and what we believe. I don't think you're, you're not helping the church and you're certainly not helping these people either. Um, this stuff can be confusing. It can be not necessarily totally intuitive or whatever. Um, 
so unique. Like, and and we just like, I mean, slap it. We go on the internet, or we don't even have to go on the internet. We sit around at a family dinner and hear what people's takes on what Catholicism is when they've been Catholics their whole life, and it's just so many people get it just so totally wrong. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't know how deep we want to get into all this. I mean, he, like, obviously, he's not familiar with our CIA. He hasn't looked at being a Catholic. Um, but there is, I, you know, it's. I mean, I, I think we kind of made the point. Like, if you're going to profess that you believe this, you should know what it is. Right. Like it would be just like when we when we talk about. Um, libertarianism or, or ANCAP, whatever, um, if you went up to someone and you're like, hey, uh, we think we think that um, government's not really necessary, and they go, oh, okay, yeah, I'm on board, you'd be like, wait, you didn't, what? Like, that would be weird. Like, you gotta learn, <laughs> you gotta learn a little bit about it. You gotta have questions, you gotta have those talks to really fully understand it. Right. Or if it's something like in the case of Shane that, you know, and this happens a lot, that someone becomes Catholic in order to marry another Catholic person, that you want to make sure that they understand what, what they're getting into or they understand what they're getting in. And so that they're like it would be very easy. And I think this is why marriages fail all the time is that couples probably aren't that honest with each other. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah I'll do all that kind of stuff. I'll do that. But they're, they don't really believe it. Um, and so like it, at least puts these people in a position to like face, you know, this, this thing that they're claiming to accept, because if you're just kind of go like, yeah, I'll be Catholic to marry you. And then you go around and be, and saying stuff like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm a Catholic. Uh, I don't really believe in the true presence. Um, or, you know, I don't really believe this. I don't really believe that. And they, they just don't really understand the gravity of what they're saying. That would be really bad for the faith Ooh. that you have people that are, for lack of a better term, legal Catholics. And they're it's going funny. around and saying heresy. It's like I, I remember it was a couple of weeks ago. I guess there's a bunch of Catholic, quote, quote, Catholic, unquote, politicians who were like, we're pro-choice Catholics. And then there's all these people on Twitter being like, I grew up Catholic, I received my sacraments, I went to Catholic school, and I'm pro-choice, and I'm Catholic. And you're like, uh, you're not. You're not. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you're just simply out of communion with the church. Yeah, you're like, just, you can't, it's not, not an Catholic. a la carte menu. Yeah, it, and it's this idea, it's this stupid framework we have as as modern people where like we all think democracy is so great and like my opinion matters and like you know i agree with this but i don't agree with this be like because i am god i make the decisions and i am i am the center of the universe and me 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 and i i i and uh you're just an idiot and you don't know what you're talking about and uh you're not catholic because Catholic has definitions, it has beliefs, and you can't just say, I'm Catholic and I'm pro-choice. That doesn't make sense. You might be like, oh, I find this religion interesting and I show up to masses on Sunday. But uh, Or maybe you're struggling with a belief. That you're, like That's okay. Like, Well, that doesn't – but saying I'm pro-choice and Catholic doesn't sound like you're struggling with a belief. It sounds like well, you're – Well, no, you're not. Stated. Yeah, that's – 
that no, now, I'm saying like, certainly there's certainly beliefs you can struggle with and question and talk about and not be able to wrap your head around and want to do more research and take years of trying to fully understand it. I get like I I have that with certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> you're either Catholic or you're not Catholic. <laughs> there's right. not. I am pro-choice and I am Catholic. Like you don't even know the first thing. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so that's the that's the long and the short of it is that the training, whether or not RCIA is a, is, is as a program as it or is, good is or whatever. But yeah, the the concept makes sense. Right. Um, it, for the sake of the individual, and for the sake of the church, protecting you know. Um, and that it's it's kind of funny because I was talking to someone at Childerberg who was not a Catholic, and. Uh, we we had some pretty good conversations about religion and everything, and I, I enjoy our conversations. And he made the comment because it's uh, our friend here said um, seems like unnecessary, like an odd form of gatekeeping. Uh, but he was he, my friend at Childerberg was like, um, was, man, I think you guys are way too easy with letting people in. Like you guys should make it way harder to get in. Yeah. <laughs> And well, I was it's like, like, it's like, maybe like if you were going to like, um, I, I don't know. Uh, do, you, do you know how to play hurling? Hurling? Yeah, it's an Irish game. No. Like before you step on a field, you should probably figure out, like learn the rules. Someone should go through and be like, this is what we're doing out there. You know, right. um, instead of being like, well, that's an unusual gatekeeping. You should be like, no, you just got to know the rules of the game. You got to know what you're doing out there. You can't just right. go out there and then play like you won't know how to. And then as far as the RCIA not being in the Bible. Like, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, there's plenty of stuff that's. Uh, and I don't think it's it's uh, it's it is not exclusive to Catholicism to have beliefs and traditions that are not found directly in the Bible. Um, I think it's kind of insane to say otherwise. Um, does it say in the Bible that Jesus was born on December 25th? That's the day we celebrate it. Do I think it's December 25th that that Jesus was born? Yes. Why do I think that? Like, we remember our friends' birthdays and stuff. I actually don't know your birthday is, Slappy, but, um, but like, people would know, like, people, like, Jesus' friends and family, like, Mary, his mother, and her family, and, and all their friends, like, they would know his birthday. And they would probably, like, celebrate it every year, even after he died. So the idea that, like, we wouldn't be able to, like, pass down what his birthday is yeah, over 2,000 years when we know people's birthdays that happened then and before, I think it's just kind of kind of silly, a silly notion. Um, but it's not in the Bible. But, you know, I think it's I think it's pretty reasonable to accept today december 25th is jesus birthday and that's just one example um well yeah i mean catholics scripture and tradition read the early church fathers see what they were doing i mean they were have direct links to the apostles or direct links to christ and 
Um, there's yeah, a lot. lot of tradition which is revealed, you know. Um, if you read the last verse in John, I don't have it memorized, but you could go look it up. But it's basically like we could never write everything that Jesus did. It would take like forever and the whole world couldn't hold it all. So this is just what I wrote. Yeah. Like we know Jesus did more than what's in the Bible, in the gospel. Right. And there's and there's four gospel accounts and they, you know, tell the same story overall. Yeah. But there's some differences and, and some some focus on different events. Some some things are in some and not the other. So, yeah, it's uh, like like you said, like there's no it's not like the gospel writers were following Jesus around. And and writing it down as it was all happening. Yeah, this was some years later, maybe not as long as, as some people uh, might have originally claimed, but like not everything was going to get written down. But, you know, between that time that it happened and it got written down, obviously, like for the church to grow, for the church to exist and be anything, they had to pass this around somehow. And just because it didn't make it down into the Bible doesn't mean that it wasn't something that came from Jesus's mouth or came from his actions or his example or whatever. So, um, yeah, and I think like things that are kind of like relatively important. I think those early church fathers and everything were were probably sticking pretty pretty true uh, to what they should have been. So, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of just a foreign thing to me that like because i i know i don't want to pick on this guy specifically because there's a lot of kind of christian denominations that just like nope not the bible nope not for me um so i understand you know it it may be foreign to me but i know i know it's not something that's kind of totally out of the ordinary just doesn't seem to carry water for me yeah, I mean, water, I think that's like, again, we could you could have that debate, but that's been been done many times. Um, there's no no. I mean, when you're Catholic, you know, scripture and tradition, we go back to Christ, and that's uh, that's that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. There's no. I, I don't. I don't know that there's much. I, I think he would accept that. That like yeah you guys are Catholic and I'm not and we know we disagree but what's the point in talking about I mean there is a point in talking about it, and I'd be happy this is the kind of conversation that would be great if he like lived in my neighborhood and we could just sit in the back porch and have crack a couple beers and have a cigar and and just have conversations that would be fun but you know over yeah the podcast, but it's like what's the point well I I think for now is at least like all right you disagree with it but this is why we believe it yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah like, just being like you're just stupid. Yeah, well, oh, I hope I didn't the Bi- say it's, that because I didn't mean that. If I, if I was saying that, I didn't mean that. RCIA is not in the Bible, and that's why you reject it. Well, it's just because you're stupid. Yeah, that would be dumb and lame on our part. So. Yeah, yeah, and that's not what we're saying. Yeah, I mean, if if the if it was on the other, if the shoe were on the other foot, and we said, hey, this is what we disagree with you, and he said, like, well, this is why I believe this. You yeah. Know, obviously, there would probably be a counter to it, potentially, but. It'd be like, okay. Yeah, at least no that's your that's your reason. Yeah. Okay. 
Moving on. Ooh, this one's next one's a long one. Number seven. All right, number seven. As a libertarian anarchist Christian, makes a lot of sense wanting church rather, rather decentralized, which is another place I feel Catholics miss out, and Christians do it right. Um, first, if there is incorrect doc- doctrine being taught, it's contained locally in that specific church as opposed to trickling down almost worldwide and definitely regionally through Catholic hierarchy. Secondly, the more centralized nature of Catholicism does more to enable corruption. Like you said, the rapist priests were moved from parish to parish to cover up their scandals. That can't happen to the same extent in Christian churches where it's often just one church. If a Christian pastor pastor rapes someone, he can't just get moved to the other side of town. He has essentially burned his connections. The rape scandal is low fruit. I don't hold against Catholics because I know everyone is against it. But this example illustrates how the structure of Catholicism kind of enabled it to continue. Thirdly, y'all said the faith is the faith. There are bad people in the hierarchy, but it doesn't change the faith. We as libertarians don't like hierarchy and worldly things like government. So I would, why would we allow such large and rather bureaucratic hierarchy like, like with Catholicism to control much of our religion, especially when it is so centralized and far removed like it is in Catholicism? I know Christian churches have some hierarchy too, pastors and elders and whatnot, but it's a very small localized group that we all know and interact with weekly. So there's kind of a maybe a lot to unpack here, and I think there's he's got some confusion, um, at least in the first two points, where he's saying like, well, we don't want, we'd rather have decentralization. Um, with like, I guess, with trying to teach doctrine, being taught and figure it out and everything. Um, and then he says, well, this could, you know, being centralized and having this big hierarchy and structure could lead to corruption and everything. But they're two different things. Like, yes, there was corruption with the with the the rape scandals and everything, much like there's been corruption in the church since, you know, the beginning basically not with not the beginning with jesus but well there was because what if the apostles sold them to be murdered so yeah there was corruption there um but like the corruption doesn't render the doctrine that the church teaches incorrect so like just because there were some priests that raped some boys um doesn't suddenly mean that and I know he's not claiming this, but because there were some priests that raped boys, it does not mean that anywhere the in the church was yeah. saying that like, well, actually, this is OK. Like it was scandalous. It was corrupt. It was wrong. But it didn't change any church teaching and it didn't attempt to, like no one made that claim. It was never thought to be that way. It was this the way the structure maybe enabled these bad things to happen. But then again, I mean, like, and we talked about this when we were talking about the printing press and how uh, people compare Bitcoin to the printing press and say, like, oh, this gave power to the printing press, gave power to the people because anyone can read the Bible. And this is great because it took away the power of the Catholic Church. But I would argue that this was bad because any, you know, illiterate, well, now no longer, but just very previously illiterate and uneducated 
you know, moron could sit down and read the Bible and make his interpretations for how I think it should be done. And without having any sort of scholarship behind it, are probably going to come to weird and totally wrong conclusions. And now you've splintered the one church into 18 billion different things. And if we're searching for truth, then it's a lot more difficult to find what's true when you've got to sort through, you know, 18 billion different things. So I think that uh, the church needs that. Like it, it needs the structure um, to be able to like come together and say like, all right, this is what the belief is. This is what the teaching is. It comes down and, and it all gets accepted. Um, now that's not, that's not to say like the way that the church is structured that like each diocese, each parish, they all have the each right even they all have their own like little kind of ways they operate and run a little bit that is different depending on the needs of the parish, the diocese, you know, the the that more local community and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's not all just this like top down thing. I mean, the, the bishops are there to yeah. administer and I, I guess it's govern. Also- I, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but it's also kind of like a misunderstanding of what the Pope and, and like he's kind of like supposed to be the guardian of the he, he's not they're not creating doctrine and giving it to everyone. Right. There the are Pope certain rules the Pope can make and certain things they can do, but they can't change doctrine. Right. And when they do have, you know, bring out teachings, they have like synods and like they come down and like get all the bishops together and and work through it and everything so um it's it's not this like totally top down thing and anyway too like no matter how you attempt to do it there isn't going to be no perfect way of doing it because we're humans and we're broken and we're fallible and we mess up all the time so for the benefits you might get out of having some decentralization then as far as like corruption goes, then I guarantee that you're going to have plenty of scandal with heresy. You're going to have way more. You're going to have more. What I'm trying to say is more yeah. scandal with something like heresy. Yeah. And there's like, learn a little bit about church history. Um, but the Arian heresy a long time ago, was it like three? I don't know. When was the Arian heresy? Do you know? I don't know. But some like 80% of bishops were teaching that you know it didn't that didn't make it the face what was the Arian heresy it's that uh so as i understand it it was that it was a disbelief that christ was more god than man oh right 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 and then there was a there was a flip side to that where people were saying he was like more man or more man or i, I could have this backwards oh, too um, but then like there was some bishop saying no he's actually more man than god and or maybe it was the opposite maybe arians were saying he was more human than god he was they were saying he's more percent god and god is the more god than i don't need they i don't i might have said that he wasn't human at all uh that the, the trinity was ranked right yeah but anyway uh, it was something like 80 percent of bishops were 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 like going with that and it was a real crisis in the faith and the uh the laity really stuck to the teaching and you know it went away yep 
Um, uh, so it's not just it's not just and the point you I'm bringing that up is like it's not just uh, Pope Pope Bishop say something everyone falls in line. It's it's he's not the pre, he's not the dictator of the faith. Right. Yeah, to the point I was making about that um, you're going to have corruption in any sort of system that you have as long as humans are operating it. That's where you have to kind of surrender yourself to faith in God and trust and hope that he's not going to abandon his church and that he's going to always continue to move it forward. Um, or protect it like he's not going to let his church die on earth it's just it's just not going to happen so you know and that's you'll have to go you'll have to go through trials and tribulations as as humans we humans kind of rumble and stumble our way through it and have to deal with scandals and crises and and heresies and and schisms and everything but that's just that's a byproduct of our humanity that we're not God. So, you know, I think the, I think it's kind of, a, I think it's a weak argument to argue against the Catholic church because of the way it's structured, because there is no perfect answer. There's always going to be problems. There's always going to be, be issues with it. Um, I guess I guess an argument might be because it's like, well, I'm not trying to say that like, oh, one's one's as good as the other. I think it's this is kind of the optimum. It's kind of the, what Jesus set. Um, and so it's that's kind of what you go with. Now, there can be tweaks with it and kind of figuring out as you go along the way. But overall, I, I mean, I don't see a reason to abandon the. um What's it? The Episcopal structure we have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And another, I mean, there might be some people that say like, "Oh, well, you say that the the system of governance of the Catholic Church is okay because God's going to protect it." Well, that sounds kind of weak. You're just that's like a Deus ex machina kind of thing. It's like, well, <laughs> you have to. You no matter what human structure you assign to the church you have to say that because otherwise you're doomed to to the failures of 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 human institutions but this is not a human institution it's a godly institution so god's ultimately in control and if you don't accept that and you don't believe that then are you a Christian? Do you believe in God? Like what, what, what is the purpose of any of this? Right. Um, and then finally I just say, I don't think we really need to spend a lot of time on this, but uh, libertarians are not against hierarchy. We're not against structure. Well, We're not, not against as a rule. <laughs> right. I guess there could be some. <laughs> well, it depends on how the hierarchy is, is structured. Like, no, I mean, like, like, you know, it's, it's a weird thing. I, I know what you're saying. Like, there's nothing about a hierarchy that's anti-libertarian necessarily. Right. Yeah, like the family has a hierarchical has a hierarchy. Structure. Yeah. Um, your town, like, no matter what, if you live in a commune, there's going to be a hierarchy. If you're in a business, like, there's a hierarchy. Communists have hierarchy. There's just they're unavoidable. Right. 
necessary in that sense. Right. And even like having some degree of, I know that people are going to freak out about this, but like even having some bureaucracy is okay. Like bureaucracy has turned into this like curse word. And there's certainly like the way it gets um, used today in in government and a lot of big business is terrible and, and brutal and everything. But like, there needs to be some sort of it like in order to like manage things um so yeah and even like the centralization like we're not against libertarians are not against centralization it kind of it's annoyed me for a while and libertarians are decentralize everything like why should we decentralize insurance Oh, well, having a couple big, big insurance companies out there that have existed for, you know, a bajillion years. Ooh, that's bad. We need to break them apart and decentralize it. You know, every, every we want to have insurance agencies for every three people. All right. How's that going to work for you? So, yeah, we're like libertarian. It, it's it's when there's force. Behind yeah, it. I mean, the whole division of labor is in a in a sense centralizing certain things yeah like on a small island if i'm the fisherman and you're the builder like it's centralized yeah um but we're all better off for it yeah the centralization the bureaucracy the it's hierarchy. Not necessarily, like it's exactly what you said when it's forced when it comes from a man like a government mandate that you must do this it, it obviously is going to have problems right but when it comes from free association and free markets then you know, the position, the, the libertarian position is largely to be kind of um, ambivalent yeah. to it. And you don't necessarily have to take a side. It's just it, it's fine. It's like, do I have to take a take a moral or ethical stance or like pick a like if, if I find out my neighbor trades, um, you know, a bushel of apples for. Um, you know, a tenth of a Bitcoin. Do I have to take a position and say like, is it a? Uh, oh well, it was more. It was more more moral to trade the Bitcoin for the apples than it was to trade the apples for the Bitcoin. I, you know, no, it's just I don't have to pick a side on that. Just it's what people decided to do. Right. All right. Uh, I think we covered everything in that point but again i think we just need to if you're going to talk about yeah i think there's a lot to in that um i mean i i don't think he's completely wrong on like the structure there's just a lot to talk about on that rape scandal and shuffling priests around oh yeah it's because there are some really bad things and then there's some other things that aren't so clear that it was malicious and i know i can already hear people like screaming at me for saying that but like you know you're running an organization and this is probably the nature of uh, a hierarchy in a sense but you're running an organization you get a complaint about someone can't prove anything you don't know you know you don't know the guy personally. You don't know the accuser personally. It's like, all right, let's get him out of there. 
you know. Right. Now, when it starts happening multiple times, and like there's some, there was definitely some really bad, egregious things. Yeah, and and even and things that like, like you know, anger me right now thinking about it. That these are like supposed to be the people, like we should hold them to a higher standard. Um, and so it's not acceptable, but they are humans and they make mistakes and some are really bad mistakes and some are evil mistakes. And I, I, you know, I could go, I could go on cause I, I, <laughs> but I just think there's a lot to that discussion. Yeah. And, and it just doesn't necessarily mean that choosing another system is going to make everything better. Yeah. 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 And, and it's like, you're, you're, got to be careful you're not end up talking about two different things right um talking about doctrine and then talking about corruption and, and scandal mm-hmm. um you know you don't get a free lunch here unfortunately because like i said we're humans and we mess up all the time it's in our nature so all right last one number eight Last point. Okay, so y'all said said he ignorantly dismissed two thousand years of church teaching, which is true. But that made me think governments have been around longer than the Christian slash Catholic Church. So is it worth considering its merits? No, government definitely sucks. But our sinful world demands it as a substitution for living holy lives governed by God. So yes, we need spiritual revolution before liberation revolution is remotely possible on any larger scale. Um, and, and I, I, I responded and I kind of explained what we meant by dismissing 2000 years, um, because I actually do agree with this point. Like, and, and I guess that's like the whole, what everyone's talking about with like culture wars, like you're not going to get a top down revolution. Like if you don't have a society that is Christian, well, it's not going to come from a president. Um, or if you don't have a, a culture that, you know, wants to get rid of government, you're not going to vote someone out who's going to end government. Um, yeah, well, maybe we should just take this a step back even further. Like, we don't just – so Shane just dismissed Catholicism while being obviously ignorant of it. We don't dismiss – quote dismiss government and i don't think that's the right word for how we we reject government right um we don't just dismiss it in ignorance like we can explain exactly why we reject the state why we don't like government why there's better systems why we would do something else while shane just kind of like it would be like me just if you had someone that just became a libertarian three seconds ago and walked into a room with like actual like scholars that understood like whatever government kind of stuff and they made their case about something and this this new libertarian is kind of like ha 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 well you guys are wrong we don't need a government it's like that would be an incorrect dismissal like you, that, that that would like you need something else. He might he might be right, but it'd be totally accidental. And just like we we're talking about that uh, 
our last episode was it's about heuristics like he has bad heuristics if he just thinks that he can he can just be so cocky and arrogant to just say ha ha no you're wrong even though i can't explain or argue against anything you're saying he's probably going to be wrong way more than he's right and he's not going to get very far in anything so um, yeah and it with with the point about it being around for 2000 years and just dismissing it out of hand it's not to say that necessarily that um just you know making the argument here it's like if something's been around for 2000 years maybe we don't need it anymore like but you should probably find out like maybe you should this has been around a long time like maybe there's something to it it's like that saying you know before you take down a fence find out why it was put up like maybe the fence isn't needed but maybe it's there for a good reason you should find out why Right. And that was kind of the point I was trying to make. Like this church has been around for 2000 years to, to just dismiss it out of hand and be like, oh, it's just a group of people, with pedophiles passing around kids. I know. I know they were moving priests. It's just that like, wow, that that's just it. Like you can just forget that the entire Western culture was built on the Catholic. The Catholic Church built Western culture and all these beautiful churches and artwork and music and the mass and 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 the values that our culture has. And you just go. Oh, it's just a bunch of pedophiles. Like, that's stupid. And that was my point with, like, just dismissing 2,000 years. Like, it should at least intrigue you and be like, wow, this institution's been here a long time. What is it? Which is, what, like you were saying, what happens with government. We didn't just, like, say, yeah, I don't like this. Let's throw it away. Like, it took a lot of thought. It took a lot of discussion. It took a lot of arguments, a lot of back and forth, a lot of debate, <laughs> you know, to come to the conclusions that, you know, maybe we could have a society without government the way we have it today. It's not yeah, just, and that's kind of why the ball was in our corner to, as libertarians, to reject the state to make the case. Because it yeah, is right. something that's been around forever. Been around and so, so long, why? and everyone's used to it, and everyone thinks it's necessary. So you can't just, like, like exactly right. It's like our burden of proof. Mm-hmm. We kind of say that all the time between the state and with bitcoin and rejecting the fiat system in favor of bitcoin it's just we're we, yeah we have the burden of proof on us because why would a person think that oh actually the system we've had forever is actually incorrect and immoral and, and that's a, not a high bar right and so you have to take it seriously and you can't just like would would Murray Rothbard have gotten or Ludwig von Mises gotten anywhere if their if their argument for the state was just like huh, well just a bunch of elitists stealing yeah stealing and uh, pedophiles moving kids around which obviously that's what government is actually so they would have been Why right about business, that but but, yeah. but they but they would have they wouldn't have gotten anywhere. They would have just it would have been just all silly, stupid nonsense. Um, so. That everyone rejected, they wouldn't they would not have gotten the time of day. So, yeah. All right. Well, I was hoping for only going about like 40 to 45 minutes and we're already an hour and 20 in. So there you go. Well, yeah. hey, I appreciate that DM, and I thought they were decent episodes we just did. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe at least learned how we're thinking when we when we threw out that stuff on that episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, I appreciate it, too. Um, 
we like we like when we get interactions and you don't have to always agree with us you can it's funny it's because like, to disagree as long as you can handle us disagreeing with you it's funny because it's it's like you know i i thought this was a real like both both i thought i thought this whole thing went really well um despite us disagreeing on at least i can probably speak for you but this is the most important thing for me my religion my faith like we talk about libertarian stuff we talk about bitcoin stuff we talk about how the phillies are the greatest sports teams in the history of the universe but like is is much emphasis as we put on those things as much as we talk about it like there's nothing more that i care about than my faith so um you know if we're able to talk if we're able to you know talk through this very friend in a friendly way and and hopefully you know give decent responses and and have a good conversation even though it's only you know doing the volley a few times uh, I think that's a good thing. And uh, it's funny. I always say, oh, don't talk about religion and politics to people at a bar. It's like, well, what if you're a loser, maybe you can't. But, <laughs> yeah. but you know, what? and that's it. Like, so we could say, I mean, there's actually a lot in here that we agreed with, I think. But obviously right. the overall theme, we start from a different place. And so you could also say we disagreed with the whole thing. Um but well, we liked I mean, it, and I had not, fun not, with it, and I not think sound, it was respectful on both ends. Yeah, not to sound cheesy, but we, I mean, we, the three of us all accept Jesus as our uh, as our Lord and Savior. So, um, I that's that's a big part of it. It's not the only part of it. Um, it is a big part, though. Yeah. So, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um. All and right, that being so, said. That being said, I hope you convert to Catholicism. I hope you learn more, and I hope you join us because it's it's the greatest. Yep. All right. So that's all I got. Show notes page for this episode will be mcflubba.com slash 366. And uh, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week. Peace.